0: My guest today is Brad Fink of Christian Brothers Automotive. Sit tight, because you don't want to miss it. Welcome back to Ratchet & Wrench Radio, strategies and inspiration for auto care success. I'm Chris Jones, your host, and today I'm talking to Brad Fink, the VP of Leadership, and franchise development for Christian Brothers Automotive. And as you know, Christian Brothers has over 250 locations across 30 states in the US. Uh, so I'll be talking to Brad about how shops should look at the recession and how to become a recession proof shop. Uh, we're gonna examine it from a cash flow perspective. We're going to examine it from a forecasting perspective, and we're going to examine it from a personnel perspective and really dig our heels into what this pending recession could mean for shops and how to be ready to go regardless. So without further ado, here's Brad. Well, hey, Brad, welcome to Ratchet and Rinse Radio.
1: Man, Chris, uh, excited to be here. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. So please uh, tell us about yourself and about Christian Brothers Automotive.
1: My name's Brad Fink. I've been with Christian Brothers for a little over 15 years. Matter of fact, just recently this month, celebrated my 15-year anniversary with the brand. Um, Ten years of that, uh, I served as a franchisee, business owner within the organization for those 10 years. I was a multi-unit franchisee. And for the last five years, I've been at our home office based here in Houston, uh, overseeing and leading our brand-wide training initiatives, and our franchise development initiatives as well. Uh, Christian Brothers has been around long before me. We started in 1982. Uh, Our founder, Mark Carr, opened his first shop in 1982 here in Houston, and we began franchising in 1996. And so we opened our first franchise location here in Houston in 96. By the end of the nineties, we had six locations open and operating Uh, Fast forward to today, we have 265, as of this morning, locations open and operating in 30 different states. Um, The brand continues to grow uh, at record levels, seemingly year over year, and uh, we are incredibly proud of it, but also very humbled by the relationships that we've built in multiple communities and multiple states. Um, And so we're 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 very grateful and thankful uh, for this organization and what it's been able to accomplish and what we see for it in
0: the future. All right. So let's talk about the economic climate. You know, some people say we're headed towards a recession. Others say we've been in the midst of it for about a year. Uh, how do recessions and economic downturns affect businesses like auto repair shops?
1: So our industry as a whole, if we start kind of the 40,000 foot, um, you know, top of the sky, the industry as a whole has historically performed well, all things considered, through recessions. Regardless of what's going on economically, um, 90% of American households own vehicles. And if work is slowing down, our need for transportation doesn't. Uh, and so while we might not thrive in the midst of an economic um, you know, downturn or recession, the industry, at a minimum, has always been able to maintain, if not even grow, through these. And I would say the same for Christian Brothers Automotive. We've been through a handful of them, um, and we, we don't fear them in the way that other industries uh, or other businesses may.
0: Okay. Now we saw during the pandemic and even during the later stages that people spent more money on their existing vehicles uh, due to part shortages and historic costs with new and used cars. Um, mm-hmm. how, how do consumers respond in a recession? You, know, you said you've been through a couple. Do they tend to be more tight-fisted and not do the repair work as much as they had been doing? Or is it kind of the same thing because they still need their vehicles? Uh, what can a shop owner expect in a recession in terms of consumer habits?
1: Yeah, good question. Two things specifically as it relates to a more conservative approach to available dollars. Uh, speaking specifically, you know, from the consumer's perspective. One, we'll absolutely see new car sales go down. Um, that's a big expense in almost every scenario. It's less expensive to repair a vehicle than it is to purchase a new one or replace the vehicle. And so, just naturally, when You've got a more conservative approach to your disposable income. Um, you're not going to buy new vehicles. You're going to fix existing ones. But then, in addition to that, in a recession, you'll have more of an intentional focus on what's needed, as opposed to just, you know, what also is recommended. And so, as a franchisee, and talking with our franchisees on a daily basis, especially in a, in a downturn, this is thematic. The the conversations that they're having with their guests have a tendency to steer more towards let's focus on what's needed because disposable income has decreased. And so we need to find ways to be able to continue to care for them, to continue to keep them and their family and others on the road safe. They've got a a vehicle that's functioning safely. And that might mean, Chris, that we don't do some of the things that we could do today. We save those for later, uh, and we only or primarily focus on what do we really need to do to fix the problem and make sure you're safe. And so, there's two different things again to summarize that we look at. New car sales will go down, but we'll also see you know the extensive uh, you know maintenance. We might prolong that, and if we can, if we can do it safely that's the approach we'll take.
0: Okay. And how important is it for, you know, for shops to be very communicative like that with customers, letting them know that we need to develop some sort of a a working plan for your vehicle uh, so that we can't, like you said, so we can't keep you on the road. What's that conversation from a service advisor perspective need to look like?
1: There's an essence of the conversation that regardless of what's going on in the environment should be You know, ubiquitously present. It should never change. And that is good, clear, effective communication on not only what's needed, but in addition, you know, what may be recommended purely from a a vehicle maintenance standpoint. Uh, In a recession, that clarity needs to increase dramatically. And so, what we do, uh, not unlike our competitors, we have a lot of competitors that do this as well. But we don't just talk to our guests on the phone or at the counter about what's going on with their vehicle. We give them a, di- a digital vehicle inspection where they get a visual that they get to keep uh, that's delivered to them electronically that's got not only you know, specific uh, text as it relates to, here's what we checked, here's what's recommended, here's what we need to do now, here's what we can wait for later, but it also comes with annotated pictures and video as well. And that's theirs to keep that they can refer to as as often as they need it. And in that, we can build a, a maintenance plan uh, as we continue our relationship with our guests for hey, in December of 2022, Chris, we did this on your vehicle. Next time you come in, when we see you in a few months for your next oil change we'll check on these other recommended items because you're going to have record of that, we're going to have record of that, and we'll check on these to see if they have moved from recommended to now needed. And so not only do we tell them, uh, but we also give them a visual that they get to keep, that we keep as well, that we can go back and reference to as often as needed until we're on the other side of the recession and Um, You know, we've got the majority of our guests that are able to say, hey, those things I've been putting off, let's go ahead and get those done. But recession or no recession, clear and effective communication is the basis uh, of any good relationship. And that's what our industry truly, truly needs to continue to do uh, better at and increase in is building relationships with our guests in our community. And we do that by building trust.
0: All right. Now, you'd mentioned that you guys have 265 shops across 30 states. Do you feel or have you gathered that there are certain regions that could be more impacted than others? And if so, how do shops in those regions need to be thinking in terms of preparing their shops?
1: Um, that's a really good question, Chris. I, I don't know if I personally have gone you know, to that level of research if there are specific regions to get hit harder or another. And, and it really just kind of depends upon what's going on. I'll give you an example. Um, back in 2015, we saw the price of oil, uh, you know, per gallon per barrel drop dramatically. Uh, Houston, where we are, which is an epicenter for oil, oil production in the United States, uh, we we got hit pretty hard. There were significant layoffs. There were significant cutbacks and reductions in the oil industry, which is a huge part of our, our population down here. There were other parts of the country that did not experience that because um, that's not a big part of their economy. They're not producers. Uh, they're receivers of that. We're a big producer. So we had that experience and, and we flexed. Um, I was I owned two shops at that time, and, and we flexed with our guests because we had a lot, um, we had a lot of guests that, that worked in the oil and gas uh, industry, and, and we had to flex with them, you know, specifically as it related to their finances and what was going on with their careers in our local market. But today, we have not seen significant differences from one market to another. Where we may see them sometimes um, is specifically where is a shop located as it relates to a more rural kind of suburb environment as opposed to an urban environment. The closer we are to the predominance of an urban feel, we'll see a little bit more volatility, a little bit more impact when the majority of the population uh, works in the area as opposed to just lives in the area. We saw that through the pandemic. We're seeing it now a little bit, but by and large, it's not, at least today, it's not dramatic enough where we can pick one region from another that is significantly more impacted.
0: Okay. And then from a kind of a cash flow and personnel perspective, how do, how do recessions affect shops? Like do shops need to be thinking about keeping an eye on certain metrics Do they need to be thinking about personnel decisions? Like what advice do you have in that regard?
1: Chris, that's a really good question. Um, if we were to look at you know the the history of our economy, you know seasonally speaking, we know that every few years we're going to experience some recessionary environment, some uh, environment that is that is a little bit more bearish as opposed to bullish. From an advice standpoint, this also happens every single year in our industry. There are certain seasons where, we are busier than others, um, and the advice that I've always taken, what advice that we've always given our team members uh, at the shop, especially those specifically our technicians who, you know, the majority of their income is based on what they're able to produce and the cars that they're able to work on, is to to live your day and build your budget conservatively, knowing that hey, there's going to be some times that are. Um, you know more lean and times that are going to be more robust and so as business owners we have to make sure that we keep a conservative eye on our finances that we don't spend every single penny but we we have somewhat of a saving uh, mentality as well and that's how we actually weather the storm when we come into a storm completely lean man it it's hard to sustain but if we come in with reserves in place um, and we're able to give when we need to give, whether it be to guests or to team members. If you've got the funds and the ability to do that because you've planned and prepared appropriately, it makes it a lot easier to keep your team intact. You reduce the amount of layoffs. You can increase the culture. You can make sure that everyone feels safe and when they feel safe, they, they function at their best. But you have to prepare for those rainy days. And I think that's that's not just a business lesson. That's a life lesson.
0: Very true. Very true. Now, you talked about being conservative. What are some ways shops can do that? Like, what are some some guidance you may have for shops who want to be more conservative? Or, or, or what are some areas where shops should look to be more conservative during a recession?
1: Yeah, good question. So I, th- I think kind of in theory, you know, unrelated to a recession, we'll, we'll jump into that everybody's got a business plan. Everybody's got a you know, a revenue plan or a profit plan or something like that. Uh, something that we, we and I'm not saying that we're unique in this, but just something that we're intentional about at Christian Brothers is we have a saving and a giving plan too. And so part of our annual goals are how much can we save? Uh, part of our annual goals are how much can we give? We do this at our corporate office and we encourage our franchisees to do this as well. It keeps us human. It keeps us community focused, regardless of what's going on in the economy. People focused, not just production focused. Um, In a recession, we have to function at our businesses the same way we have to function at our homes. The, The one thing that I love the most about Christian Brothers is our franchisees are members of our communities. They live in the communities. They're not only just People that contribute to the community through you know their business, but they're recipients of what the community gives them as well. Uh, they they have families in the community just like their guests do, and so they feel everything our guests feel. And we we treat our businesses like we would treat our household. Discretionary spending might go down. We have a lot of franchisees that bring lunch in for their team members every single day. It's an incredible perk. You get a free good lunch every single day if you work at you know, one of our businesses, Um, that's not all of them, that's some of them, but you might see things like that go down. You might see a slight reduction in advertising expenses. There might be some things that we typically hire to do that we take on ourselves. That was some of the things that we started doing. We used to have a lawn company take care of all of our lawn uh, and everything in our business. And one time during recession, we decided, hey, we can do that. We can, we've got lawnmowers, we can come up and take turns on a Saturday and take care of our business. Um, And little things like that that we can do uh, just to make sure that we've got enough money reserved for our people uh, as opposed to ancillary additional things. And so it's not a lot of rocket science. It's really just looking at your business the same way you look at your household budget and really focusing on what do we need and specifically to a business. We need to continue to make payroll.
0: Now, something we've read a lot about, you know, in the news is tech companies and other businesses laying off staff. Is that something that workers in auto repair need to be concerned about?
1: I don't think so, specifically as it relates to, you know, a tech company. And and again, I'm going to go back to what I said a a second ago. Whether you're employed or not, 90% of households in the United States have a vehicle. We are so uh, habitually reliant on transportation and specifically private transportation that whether you're going to work or you're going to the grocery store or school or the ball fields or church or anywhere, we're pretty reliant on our vehicles. And so even in a recession, um, I don't see specifically in our industry, a lot of layoffs coming. That has not happened in the past um, and barring something you know completely unforeseen like the pandemic um, you know, we, we didn't experience that, um, then. And so I, I am prayerful and hopeful that we won't experience it now, but that's never really been massive layoffs has never been something that the automotive repair industry has experienced in a recession.
0: Okay. Now you've offered a lot of really great tips during this episode. Um, what are some other ways that shops can recession proof their businesses, uh, and weather the storm throughout 2023 for a, however long, you know, this tightening lasts.
1: I'd, I'd say at a base level, Chris, don't don't turn a blind eye to it. Um, the main thing is, 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 let me say it this way. Um, if we always assume the best, we get really surprised by the worst. And the worst happens, if we're, if we're being honest with ourselves, the worst happens sometimes um, almost expectedly uh, in the same way the best happens sometimes. And so when the writing is on the wall and we can see what's coming, Uh, If we continue to look in the past at all the good that's happened, we're going to find ourselves surprised by things that we shouldn't be surprised about in the future. And so if we can see the recession is coming, we've got to start planning appropriately. We're spending less. We're saving more. But then on the other side of that recession, when business is doing really well, We can't regress to old habits where we spend frivolously and we take our eye off the budget because there's an expectation of increase all the time. And so I'll summarize with this. I think just from a word of caution or a word of advice standpoint is pay attention to your budget and have numbers and strategy in place to save and to prepare for rainy days uh, for your businesses. because gosh, they come. They absolutely come. We can't be surprised by them. And so if we act surprised, it's our fault. It's not the rainy day's fault.
0: Awesome. Well, Brad, thank you so much for, for sharing your your wisdom and guidance on just how to be a recession-proof shop today.
1: My pleasure. Uh, hopefully it was beneficial for, uh, for you. Certainly beneficial for me. I, I love talking about this stuff, Chris.
0: No, absolutely. Uh, there's just you know, the auto industry, there's there's so many facets to it. It's just, it's fascinating that, you know, we've seen the auto industry go through kind of the pandemic and, and come out of that really well and get through that really well. And now we see this approaching recession and now we're seeing how people are going to respond to that. It's just, it's fascinating, just just the economics of it all.
1: Yeah. And in 10 years, 15 years, it's going to look different than it ever has before. Uh, recession, no recession, just with the increase of the technology hybrids plug-in hybrids evs a lot of people are fearful we're incredibly excited and anticipatory of what's coming but yeah i i love it too last place i ever thought i would be didn't grow up loving cars but have uh, certainly found a passion for them and for for the industry
0: thank you so much for sharing that my pleasure and that's going to do it for us here today at ratchet wrench radio Uh, i'd like to invite you to follow us on our social media channels on instagram facebook and twitter as well as subscribe to our email newsletter which goes out daily uh, and you can find that at RatchetAndWrench.com. and that's r-a-t-c-h-e-t-a-n-d-w-r-e-n-c-h.com and may the rest of your day be the best of your day and we'll see you next week